0: This is Idaho Speakeasy. I am Jared Cosby with Phil Mount. Mr. Mount, how are you, bud? I am terrific. How are you today? Very well, very well. It's a beautiful Boise uh summer thursday afternoon and we're excited to get into our show which is the idaho speakeasy thanks for tuning in here at the idaho speakeasy we are on a mission to uncover and share the stories of idaho's finest entrepreneurs, community leaders, local icons, and those that are impacting our community. And today we have someone that's greatly impacting our community to the West. Um, I'd like to introduce Melissa Nadzu. She is with Destination Destination Caldwell, and they're doing a huge revitalization uh, project in downtown Caldwell. It's going um, to be something to see for sure when you get out to that area. So, Melissa, thanks for coming in today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, no. We're we're excited to to hear about Caldwell, you know, Phil and I were in the real estate business, so we we do travel, but I talked to a lot of people and they haven't crossed county lines in 15 years, you know, so.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, I didn't usually cross uh, west of Curtis Street because I live right near St. Al's. (laughs) And then in November, I took this position with Caldwell and now I'm like, I get on the interstate, I keep traveling west and then, you know. That's all that's I you just keep going west.
0: Then you're there, yeah. 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 Well yeah. it's good. Yeah, that those are our sister communities that have grown a lot. Obviously Boise's growing, Meridian's growing, but Nampa and Caldwell are no different. Um, and certainly we are seeing a lot of uh,
2: you know, a lot of our customers are are looking at houses in, in, in Nampa and Caldwell now because they're more affordable than in Boise and so there's a lot of growth that's happening out that way. There uh, is a lot of residential growth. growth, yeah. Yes,
1: there is. I've been sat in on a few council meetings and seen heard about all these subdivisions that are getting developed and stuff. So yeah, it's really exciting to be out there at, at kinda at the forefront of this boom that's that they're going through, but that we're gearing up to we're gearing up to it, I guess right. is a yeah. is one way to look at it.
0: Well, let's go back just a little bit first. Let's talk about Melissa and you yourself and how you kind of got going and, and you know came into this position you're in today.
1: Well, Melissa, um, basically, I moved to Boise in, like, 91 to go to BSU, and I have a husband who's got firmly rooted feet here. He's a Boise native, so I've never had the opportunity to leave. Um, <laughs> well, <there laughs> well, you, can, I mean, you I don't could, have to take him with but, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I have left, of course. But anyways, um, I went to BSU originally, and that's how... I got to Boise, and for a long time I worked with my in-laws. They used to have a print shop called Tomcat Printing, and that's kind of where my entrepreneurial spirit came about. So along with day jobs, I also have like three side jobs, which are basically three different small businesses that I run as well. But ultimately, in Boise, um, I'm most probably known for running the the Capital City Public Market. So I ran that, I was the market director of that for about four years, and then in late 2016, I decided it was time for me to retire, and I <laughs> basically took most of all of 2017 off. And I've never watched so much Netflix in my life. <laughs> so,
0: uh, <laughs> Capital City Market, that's, that to me, that sounds like an undertaking. But talk to us a few minutes about how that was, getting that, and kind of the trials and tribulations you had there.
1: So, for me, I actually started at Capital City in 2004 as an artisan vendor. So, okay. my mm-hmm. husband and I had a business called Zuku Creations, which was a pottery business slash origami Japanese home decor. And it was a cooperative business, and I, 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 sold at Capital City for about, oh, about almost ten seasons, and I had started an artisan co-op with some of my friends from the market, along with other local artisans, and we created this thing in 2008 called Art for Art, Art for Art. Idaho, I think is what we used to call it. And it was like a little artisan co-op that we did during the holidays at Vista Village. Then from there, I sat on the board and I learned the ins and outs of Capital City and what it's like to be first a vendor and then now what it's like to be one of the people who's kind of overseeing it. Sure. Well, in 2011... I actually ran other markets in the Valley. So I've ran the Eagle Saturday Market, and I also ran Bound Crossing, East oh, End yeah. Market and Bound mm-hmm. Crossing. In 2013, I was w- running all three of them. Wow! Um, after I got through my first season at Capital City, I was like, okay, I got to let these other two things go because it, it's like herding cats. I mean, yeah. And there's multiple vendors, and I always tell people there's a difference between managing employees and managing entrepreneurs. And when you're managing entrepreneurs, <laughs> as you know, yeah. they all have a mind of their own. Right. Me included. So um, so in 2011 is when I started managing markets. And in 2012, when the markets split, I had people from that board reach out to me because they knew I was managing other markets. And so I said, OK, I'll do this. And I committed myself, personally made a commitment to work for them for three to five years, ultimately. And mm-hmm. I made it almost four. So I did it. <laughs> yeah, and, you hit um, your gap. Yep. But it was time. It was time for me to move on. But I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do because I kind of had put my creativity aside mm-hmm. with regards to... Like making with my hands and things like that, and collaborating with my husband and producing art. So I that I would take that time off and actually focus on my art and I started the bitters company with my friend Brianna and we have a bitters company um so it's called Ioni and it's a drink bitters company that you can use if you guys are familiar with bitters you can can use them in cocktails or mocktails you can use them for digestion uh there's a variety of things that you can use them for we use we make ours ours are primarily foraged or we grow the product and then um you can find us in a few of the bars around town so the mode being one of them yep what's a
0: process in making bitters. So not to get off track, yeah, but but uh, no, I'm, I'm fascinated by yeah. this actually.
1: So what we do is we do a neat extraction, which means we when we forage and collect all the ingredients, we put it in alcohol, right? So we use a
2: and the gr- ingredients include things like.
1: Like, uh, well, we made one last year that's lilac and lemongrass. We made one, like smoked sage and strawberry. Uh, We make an aromatic bitter. So if you're familiar with Angostura, there's like 21. We have like 21 different types of ingredients in our aromatic bitter called Lower Manhattan and then we take a twist on that and, in, and tart cherries are normally in an aromatic bitter and we take uh-huh. the tart cherries out and add in rose hips that we forage from along the river and my backyard oh. and then we call it Hips Don't Lie. So what we try to do is make seasonal bitters, bitters that, you, that are se- Coming from a farmer's market background, right? right? Wanting to stay true to my roots. Um, So that's what we do. And we make small batch bitters, and we use Idaho vodka. Mm -hmm. And basically, neat extraction is that you put all the ingredients in there. Uh, It sits for... it, It can vary depending on when you get the flavor profiles you want. So anywhere from two to six weeks. Usually, we they sit for four to six weeks and then we bottle it and oftentimes a lot of bitter companies what they do is they add in glycerin or sugar and water so we just do a neat extraction we're trying to use the value of the plants because we think if you're going to drink you might as well get some energetic value from whatever it is you use so so that's what I did in 2017 so I launched that business and then I launched another business with my husband and his name's Jeff and it's called Zenfire Design and what that is is he is big into um, he's, he is innately a potter, but he doesn't want to be a potter anymore because he did enough production pottery when we were vendors at the market. So his focus now is on shosugi-ban, which is a unique Japanese wood-burning technique that preserves the wood, makes it pest-resistant, um, water-resistant, weather-resistant for up to 80 years. And so he does that with metal, and then I marry origami and found objects in nature like uh, driftwood, moss, all sorts of different elements. It's really like mixed media work. So uh, I did that in my spare time. Wow. So, and then in November, I had a friend present Destination Cobble and the opportunity to get Destination Cobble to me. And I wasn't really looking for work. Well, I was going to ask you.
0: <laughs> it sounded like you had a good little path headed going there. And so, what was your, fir- what was your initial reaction? Just kind of like, ugh. Caldwell, or or well,
1: actually, yeah, it? it was like I don't want to drive to Caldwell. Yeah, right. Like, I really didn't want to commute yeah. to Caldwell. And my friend Karen's like, you need to read, just read the job description. You need to re- read the job description. This is suited for you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so she sent me the job description. And then a couple weeks later, because I was still procrastinating, because I was still thinking, and I'm like, really? I don't know, Caldwell. And so she sent me the detailed job description. And when I reviewed it. I was like, yes, like, I mean, it's all about agriculture, really. I mean, Caldwell grows over 130 varieties of crops, which I didn't even learn this till a few months ago, but it's like the most diverse county we have. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, it's agriculture, it's wine, it's like everything that I'm, well, I'm not a big wine drinker, I do drink wine, but I'm really passionate about food, because food is important to me, food, we all need food, and food insecurity is really an issue in the United States. So, I was really excited about it, and to be able to continue to work with my community and to be able to like not have to move. I didn't have to transplant. All I had to do was drive 20, 25 miles, and now I get to meet a new community. I get to be involved in a new community. I get Mm -hmm. to help revitalize it, reinvigorate it, and they have a really big heart, and it's a really heart-centered space, which mm-hmm. I which I need. Um, that's kind of how I work, and yeah, it was super exciting.
0: Give the listeners kind of a, just a generalization of if they haven't been into downtown Caldwell, you know, they may not even know there's a creek that goes right through there. Just give them kind of the, the, the outlook of what it looks like and what it's going to turn into.
1: So right now, there's a big plaza, a public plaza that's being developed, and it's just over an acre. And for anybody who's from the valley and they've been around for a long time, they might Remember what King's Corner was, what Mm. King's Corner is, or where it was at, and it's on the corner of Kimball and Arthur, and it's just right along Indian Creek. And for a lot of people who don't know, Indian Creek was daylight about 12 to 14 years ago. Uh, Originally, all of Indian Creek, as it cruised through Caldwell, was all underground. There's a story about how there used to be a a car uh, wash on the creek that was actually built over the creek, and a car fell in the creek. Um, I thought that was really exciting. I bet, Um, but. What happened is they dug up the creek. They kind of diverted it a little bit, not a lot. And they actually, when they discovered it, it was actually quite polluted. And so now you can actually go in the creek. The creek is safe for everybody. Um, I don't know if I drink the water, but you know, right. it, it is. It is. Um, it's good for playing yeah. and having fun. But what a lot of people made. A, they may be familiar with about downtown Caldwell if they've ever gone to Winter Wonderland, which is the big celebration of lights that they right. have in Caldwell uh, around mid-November.
0: And so if you haven't done that, you have to do it. Just yeah. It's worth the drive.
1: It is totally worth the drive, and it doesn't cost any money yeah. to participate, and yeah. you can walk four blocks each way. And the streets uh, team out there, Caldwell City Streets people, have created a lot of the little uh, Structures and things that you'll see along the way, so like gingerbread houses and like igloos and things of that nature. So the creek kind of runs through the heart of the historic downtown Caldwell. And at one time, downtown Caldwell was like this amazing hub, and there's a train station right downtown as well. And what happened, I think, you know, kind of what Boise went through, and when they were trying to revitalize Boise in the 80s. We're kind of there, but I think a little bit ahead of the curve than mm-hmm. where they were. And so now we have uh, building owners that are putting money into these historic buildings and bringing them up to, you know, up to code, but still staying true to their roots. Mm-hmm. And the plaza ha- is surrounded on three sides by buildings that are all, you know, some of them have tenants and there's a few of them that need tenants. And what their goal is around Indian Creek Plaza is for it to be only local restaurants and retailers. So we want to stay true to our community. We don't want to bring in big restaurants or big Mm -hmm. box stores we want our neighbors you know to be in those stores so the idea is indian creek was developed um indian creek plaza was developed as one of the projects for destination caldwell to help bring people downtown to help retain community members in the community spending their dollars there not going to nampa Meridian, or Boise and then at the same time there's a lot of tourists that come through for the Sunny Slope and so they go to the Sunny Slope Wine Trail the, most of those wineries close at 5 o'clock so creating this space for those tourists to also come back to eventually after the right. wineries Eat, have closed exactly mm-hmm. and so right now we're kind of in the preliminary stages like the plazas we're just uh, three weeks away from our ribbon cutting Yay. and the Real Theater so the Lux Real Theater just opened two weeks ago and so that's really exciting um, that's just one block away from where we're located. And then along with that, where am I going? Uh so we have the real theater. So along with that, we just had the Flying M coffee house open up out there. There is a sushi restaurant that's moving in. There's word that there's this custom craft ice cream shop that's gonna move and you can think about who that is. (laughs) Um but there we have all sorts of fun little shops and things that are on On the brink of opening Mm -hmm. or or down the pipeline here. Have any of the
2: wineries opened up tasting rooms there?
1: So, the feedback from the wineries is like, because it it is an agricultural lifestyle out there. Most of the wineries that are out in the Sunny Slope are actually, you know, they're. They're production, really, they're production wineries. Yeah, and so, right. you know, staffing is always an issue, but there is talk. There needs to be a wine bar downtown. There needs to be a brewery downtown or, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, the Bird Stop just opened back up at the beginning of May. And the Bird Stop used to just serve like lunch and dinner. And they're really known for the music that they bring into downtown Caldwell. And now they have a full service menu and they have 22 taps on on tap. And then they expanded it to include liquor now, too. So they're doing craft cocktails. And then I don't know if you guys have been to Indian Creek Steakhouse, but they have steaks that yes. like, people talk about. Yeah, And um, if you ever want to go to Indian Creek Steakhouse and get an affordable steak, just go during their happy hour. They have like the best happy hour.
0: Wow, yeah. that's actually <laughs> what another reason to drive out to Caldwell is—that uh-huh. place. That place, it no is. joke. And there's yeah. like the
1: Orchard House in Sunny Slope, and there's also Palmer Ridge. There's so many things out there. Like you hear about them, but you don't really know about them until you explore them. And with being out in Canyon County now, it's like there is so much cool stuff here. Oh no, somewhere. we have
0: yeah. I, I have clients in Nampa and Collie, like. It's awesome. We don't we don't actually go into Boise anymore. Yeah, you know yeah. they don't need to. We'll talk a little bit about so when when you kind of see this done, we're, we're, it sounds like this summer you're going to have the plaza is going to be open. You're going to start doing some events. What kind of events are you gonna are you guys going to be doing out there?
1: So when they originally built the you know their strategic plan, they say that we're going to have 250 events and activities at the plaza. Wow. Right. So. Fortunately, that includes the ice rink, but it doesn't include ice skating. So, you know, for most of the year, we'll have programming going on. And basically, there were key components that they wanted to make sure happened on the plaza. So for this year, because we have a small staff and we're a 501c3 and We're in the middle of a capital campaign. Um, We are basically following through on having a music series on Tuesday nights. So, we'll have the Indian Creek Summer Concert Series that includes local and touring bands coming through. That'll run on Tuesdays, and we're going to have featured wineries from the Sunny Slope and Idaho Wines, as well as Idaho Breweries sampling product. So, that'll primarily be music and just you know dancing if people mm-hmm. want to dance and then Thursday nights we're doing a we're doing a cinema series it's called the Starlight Cinema Series and people might go why Thursday and we say well you know Eldon at the Real Theater he we talked to him and we decided together cuz we're only a block apart sure. like what day would you like us to host what's the movie what's an off day for
0: you yeah, yeah. exactly right.
1: and he said it'd be really great if you did it on Thursday night and we said okay we can accommodate that and then in return they're partnering with us and helping us get our concessions and all those things so that we have that available to serve That's
0: community right there. Yeah. I mean, that truly is. Just to be able to not look at somebody as a competition, but as someone you can collaborate with and grow together. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then Friday nights will be, so in the beginning when we, thought that we would be open sooner than July 14th. Uh, We had had Wednesday nights geared towards game night, and then we had Fridays geared towards dancing on the plaza and like food trucks and things, because I wanted to create this opportunity for people to come out, kind of like a community table where, yes, there's food available to purchase from food trucks, but you're welcome to bring your own food. And then there's also these restaurants. If you want to just bring food from them, and let's let's all have a meal together. And so what has happened is, I condensed that all into a Friday night, so now it's called Cool cool Summer Nights, Creek <laughs> Feast Food Jam, really long. But what it is is now we have interactive, life-size games, m- movement-focused type sure. of games, and then we have dancing. So we'll have dance lessons, public dance lessons, oh. offered by Breakaway Ballroom, so think social dancing. So if you want to learn how to do any kind of like waltzing or country swing or swing or whatnot, that's going to be there too. That's so cool. this So the whole space will be activated on Friday with just bodies, I hope.
2: Wow. Okay, yeah. so it really is a destination.
1: That's the goal.
2: Right? Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's an amazing diversity of, of events and activities.
1: Well, and the goal is is like to really create experiences out there that you're not going to get anywhere else. Right. I mean, you can get a concert series, and you can get a cinema series, but that's really well, one thing I learned about when I started traveling out to Caldwell was I thought that I had to get my friends from Boise- to yeah. come with me, sure. And how am I going to get them to travel 25 minutes yeah. west, right. right? But then, the more that I was there, I was like, the West Valley is so ready for this. There uh. are so many people. There's so many surrounding communities that mm-hmm. want their own place to to congregate yep. Yep. without having to drive an hour or 45 minutes to go to Boise or Meridian or right. whatnot. So. And it's fun. I'm really looking forward to the people that we'll see because Winter Wonderland was technically my fourth day on the job. And um, I followed the city people around who were running it and I wanted it so I could get a feel for how that event went. And it was amazing how many people came out. Like there was like thousands upon thousands of people that are there. And... One thing that I'm looking forward to beyond just the things that we're doing this summer is we have this festival called Indian Creek Festival, which I never knew anything about until I went to Caldwell. And I don't know if you guys are familiar Ah, with Indian Creek Festival. Well, it happens the same week as Hyde Park Street Fair. And um, so it's usually the third weekend in September. And it originally started after they unveiled the creek. So it was a celebration of Indian Creek. And so what it is now they have a car show car crews they have a chalk art competition they have kayak races down the creek they you know there's all these little fun elements and they in the past had had a lot more diversified music and so this year we're bringing some of that music element back we're going to actually end it with a square dance on that saturday night on the 15th with uh the hokum high flyers and so just bringing like these little things back because i really want to turn that that festival back into like a celebration of the Creek and the agriculture that you can find because it's Idaho, it's Idaho preferred month. It's right in the middle of our bounty. So, Mm -hmm. um, I'm excited. I'm most excited for that.
0: Yeah, Yeah. no, absolutely. So explain the dynamic. You mentioned a 501 C three nonprofit, which is destination Caldwell. Is that correct? Right. Okay. What, what is the dynamic between the city of Caldwell, And the nonprofit, how does that all work?
1: So basically, five years ago, the city of Caldwell, like some citizens from the city, as well as business owners, like had this expert, his name's Roger Brooks, come in and basically assess their community and tell them what they needed to do. Right. Like, what do we need to do to revitalize this community? And he specializes in tourism and downtowns. And he said, "Well, this is what you need to do." And then they all rallied. It took him about two years, and they all rallied together and came up with enough money to basically have him come back and create a five-year strategic plan. And with that, he said, "You need a gathering place downtown. You need to make, you know, you need right. to find somebody to partner with so that you can have a gathering place downtown that's central to everything and where people can come and congregate and um, be a part of the community." Mm-hmm. And so, with that, what happened was basically. Destination Caldwell was challenged with creating a business improvement district because they went to the city and said, hey, this is what we'd like to do. We'd like to partner with you. Can you help us, you know, essentially create this gathering place? And they said, well, that sounds great. But first, let's see if you can create a business improvement district. So they were challenged with creating a business improvement dist- district for Caldwell in downtown Caldwell when they did it. And so once the bid came through, then the city said, "Okay, we're in 100 percent." Wow!
0: So So they wanted you kind of get some lay work in, put some, invest some time and energy into it, and
1: And making sure that those people were also vested in it as well. And so what happened with that was, once they got the bid created, then the city came back and said, "Okay." well they develop the, that's where indian creek plaza is being developed so the city actually owns the plaza and destination cobbles under a 10 year mou with the city to basically manage it and program it okay so and
0: that that does that go into leasing the plaza getting people in there is that just that
1: no it's a pretty seamless experience with the city so what has been really wonderful because you know from my background because along with running the market i've also done my own private events so in downtown boise and you know when you're when alcohol is involved and you're closing down streets that there's there's a lot of logistics that you have to go through a lot of paperwork Mm -hmm. well in caldwell there was only about 6 pages of paperwork I had to go through, but what we're going through right now is um, some ordinance changes. And essentially what we've done is we've created the city is trying to make it really easy for us cuz we're just one venue. Mm-hmm. So what they're and obviously we're it's their their venue that yeah. we're promoting. Right. And so what's happened is is they've created a really seamless process for me where or for us really where we basically fill out an application tell them all the all the all the events that are coming to our plaza and I'm like it, it's like here you go it's it's so simple i'm like really yes
0: just it just takes down the barriers it of, took
1: all yeah, the barriers yeah. down and in, and i wanted to create a seamless process so that it was easier for people who wanted to come and rent the plaza Mm -hmm. that we basically will do all the behind the scenes work for you and it's done because in the past if you were to rent rent space at the park you're you're filling out your paperwork with the park's with the parks, then you're filling out paperwork. If you have alcohol, you got to get your catering permit. And then you have to also pay for your special event permit. And then you also have to pay for your permit to get the roads closed. And so there's all this other stuff.
0: And, na- and just to navigate all that by yourself. Yep. Right.
1: And so now it kind of gets all wrapped up in our rental fee for the plaza. And then we just do all the work for them. Hmm. And so we just made sure that our. Um, our contract and the questions that we're asking align with what the city's application looks like so that we're capturing all that information that, that they need, need. Mm-hmm. right? Mm. Yeah,
0: Very interesting. So funding. That's, I mean, we talk about this a lot with a lot of nonprofits we interview. I mean, how, how does that work? How do you guys get funding?
1: Well, so like I said, we're in the middle of a capital campaign right now. And so what we're discovering, you know, obviously there's the corporate ask, and then there's the neighborhood ask right, or the, the community ask. Right. And so the Destination Caldwell board, they have a fundraising committee, and they're basically in charge of that. But with our programming that we have now, That kind of is in our office. So now we are able to go out, as long as we're not doubling down and going after the same people that they have on their list. Basically, we're, we're now going after people and asking for sponsorships for specific programs that we're hosting on the plaza. and. There's a, we've actually got, we've gotten some great sponsors. Sure. Or not actually sponsors. I got to call them partners in progress and donors because there's a difference between sponsors and and donors. So there's naming opportunities on the plaza. So say for instance, we have a permanent 1500 square foot stage. You know, there's a naming opportunity for that. Oh, right. Um, Our splash pads. There's an opportunity to name those Mm too. There's infrastructure things like benches and all that other jazz Our skate shop. I mean, there, it's pretty you know how it is when you're, yeah, a non-profit. oh yeah, yeah, yeah
0: exactly, <laughs> a lot of opportunities there yes. to get donors. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yes. Well, plus, again, you're, you know, you're so close to Sunny Slope, right? Mm-hmm. There's an opportunity for for some of that. Yep. Uh, right use branding or sponsorship that yep. kind of thing
1: yep and that's part of what destination callwell like that is part of our that is part of our brand promise our brand promises to you know focus on the local wines that are made in the sunny slope yep. you know the farm to fork farm to cork experiences as yep. well as market fresh goods mm-hmm. so in 2019 we will have our own market um, this year originally we had planned on doing farm to fork and farm to cork dinner series on the plaza but this year we're only probably going to be able to do two because we have an, an abridged season and we can't really do too much in September because then you're like running into harvest season for a lot of those right, wineries and right. they don't have time. So next year that'll be an expanded program and part of like, so right now Indian Creek Plaza is our focus, but once we get through Indian Creek Plaza opening and you know our events and programs are rolling, then we'll move on to other projects. So for one, they're working on an agritourism uh there's an agritourism committee they're trying to focus on building different agricultural trails out there in caldwell so you people can come out and have those experiences because a lot of people want to see behind the scenes right one thing i always tell people they have to remember though too there's a difference between some of the farmers you find around boise a lot of them are urban farmers and, the, and they're smaller scaled, and right. it's a little easier. But out there, there's actually a lot of commodity farmers, too. And so when you get those commodity farmers, you got to figure out how you can intrigue them <laughs> with the romantic side of, like, hey, let people see what's going on behind right, the doors. Right, right. Yeah. So... so.
2: That's awesome. Do like
0: it, just growing hay and <laughs> what. <Yeah>. I know. <laughs>
1: well, and I don't know if you guys know, but if you go take a little tour out in the fields out in Caldwell or in beyond towards Marcy and out yeah. in that area where a lot of the crops are grown, they actually have signs out there yep, that identify all the yeah, different absolutely. crops that are being grown. They
0: do. They even in uh, um, Notice and Parma out mm-hmm. there too, they have yeah. a bunch of that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, tons of hops.
1: Tons of hops. Tons tons we are of- like the second leading grower of hops in the nation.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. wow well, And in fact, Jared and I were just talking about this before. There's a a brewery out of San Diego that Mm -hmm. just relocated its (laughs) brewing operations to Nampa. Right, they got, because they get Mother Earth of yeah, Mother Mike, Earth. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah because he they, was yeah. they like 80% of our stuff came from this general area mm-hmm. why are we you know yeah, shipping yeah. it all down there let's yeah. just go go to the source you know let's
1: go to the source and that's what people do out there um, I don't know I think it's called Mill 95 that's being developed out towards Parma area and that is kind of like the idea behind that is they will be hop processing Yeah, and then there's uh, Hops USA is the name of the company and he I can't remember his name offhand I think it might be Dean and he's originally from Oregon, and he moved to Idaho to that specific area. They grow hops, too, in Oregon. But the idea is, is to get people out, like brewers, right. out to that farm to taste and, and to, um, sample all the different hops that they grow right. so that that product can eventually go into their brews. So there's it like there's a it's there's a lot of fun stuff happening out yeah, in that direction.
0: That's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned kind of your your foreseeable future in the next year or so, but I mean, is, does Destination Caldwell have an ending point, or is you guys just keep going? And as if if you got your. Fun donors and the funnies there you just keep moving down the street or how what what's that what do you, what do you think that three-year term four-year term looks like
1: well i think you kind of have to look at destination callwell ultimately like in the grand scheme of things like when you look at the downtown boise association sure and what they do for their downtown
0: right that's w- what promoting des- the businesses yes yeah okay so
1: that's what destination Caldwell ultimately will be will be downtown in downtown Caldwell
0: after the revitalization's done yeah. and yeah. yeah
1: helping those businesses downtown because they don't actually have like a, a business association downtown
0: they don't so they okay. don't so uh, we're kind of
1: creating that as well so as we were handing out our invitations for ribbon cutting and telling people about our grand opening we were going around to the individual businesses and collecting emails because some of them you just do, didn't have a communication <laughs> yeah some of them do have you know they already subscribe to our newsletter but there's a disconnect between the building owners and then the businesses. Right. And so we had to go out and get those business owners' names because we want we want to include them in everything that we're doing yeah, downtown. Yeah. Connect
0: everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, very cool. Yep. Well, awesome. Correct. That was uh, Melissa Nadzu. She is the events uh, director of events for Destination Caldwell. So yeah, Caldwell's Caldwell's cool. It if you guys haven't just just stood in downtown Caldwell right by the creek. It's 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 awesome. It's transformed. Know? It is. It's. It's. You know. It's one of those things you can't even get that close to the river in downtown Boise. I yep. mean, that's what's cool about. it. It's really unique. So thanks. well, there's
1: free parking throughout.
0: There. Is, that's, <laughs> yeah, you're. That's, gonna, that's the. That's. You're gonna that's drive the, 25 minutes, but hey, it's right, free parking. Yeah. All. So, well, hey. Uh, thanks uh, again for coming in, and uh, we look forward to getting out to Caldwell. For sure. All right.